Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell for your Friday morning. It is the 10th of February, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew with you for the last time this week, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457-736-736 or before Julian King and Chloe Amanda Bailey this morning for breakfast from 6am. Uh, Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of that before Patton Heels come along at 6am local time. Don't forget, though, Vossi and Brandy back on Monday, uh, especially for listeners through SEN 11.70am in Sydney. Big show for us today, Chris Perkins over in America, just a few days out from the Super Bowl. John Gallo will talk all things EPL. And this man, two days in a row, Charlie Goodsir in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, a lot to get through and happy to hear from you as well on 0457 736 736 or jump on the open line as a couple of you did yesterday, one 1170 We'll talk about the rugby league from last night. Uh, we'll get uh, Charlie's thoughts on the week of sport, but let's start with the crickets. Uh, you said 24 hours ago that you thought this match would be done on day three, which would be tomorrow. At two for two, Australia, I thought, well, it could be done by today. Uh, they fought back a bit, 177 they were all out for, but that's still uh, their lowest innings uh, in over well, since 2016, uh, all out for 177. Uh, a bit of a fight back with Steve Smith, uh, Steve Smith and Marnish Lubbershane, but still disappointing, I think, for Australia, although they did fight back. And what about no Travis Head? Yeah, uh, disappointing. I, I don't read too much into that uh, lowest total since mm. 2016. Um, I think this pitch is a real uh, minefield. Yes. Um, I, I think if we could have just eked out maybe 220 to mm. 240, 250, it would have looked a little bit better. As is, 177 isn't great. But again, I, I don't read too much uh, into that. I, I, I do think it's under par. Mm. Uh, no Travis Head is a... Moment we'll look back on and think why, especially when uh, his replacement, Matthew Renshaw, uh, gets out for a Goldman Duck. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was a very poor shot to a, a very average delivery that he played. Mm. Um, oh, look, it, it was an interesting day's play. I think it was good that we won the toss. I, I just think that, that there are a few moments that really – could have gone our way. The first one was Usman Khawaja's LBW. Mm, mm. I, I don't know what's happening with, with DRS. I think we should call it the doctored uh, review system <laughs> because that ball was swing a mile when mm. it hit his pad and then on the DRS, all of a sudden, it just goes straight on. Yep. Uh, and that's why I don't like DRS at mm. all. Uh, that's why I think it's really flawed in that it just assumes the path the ball's going. Mm. And instead, you could see it was swinging it was swinging down but as soon because it hits his pad and because the, the trajectory of the ball where it pitches hits his pad mm. it just assumes it's going to go straight on mm. and, and they're major issue with that I, I i think um i think david warner is a big problem huge problem. um i i think 
you I th- I I truly think that he should be dropped. Mm. Renshaw should open the batting mm. and Travis Head should take his rightful place in, in the middle order. Mm. I just think with the Travis Head selection, yeah, his form in India isn't great. That mm. pitch or, or sorry, in the subcontinent, he's never played in India, in the subcontinent isn't great. Um I do agree that that pitch played a big factor in why I wasn't picked because of how crazy it was. I just think he also offers something with the ball as yep. well. Yep. Um, and to not pick him is just a really, really strange decision. So David Warner out for one, as was Usman Khawaja. Uh, Manish Labashain uh, made 49, Steve Smith 37, Peter Hanscom 31, Alex Carey 36, Manny Renshaw, as you said, out for a golden duck. Uh, in reply, India at stumps, one for 77. Todd Murphy getting his first test match wicket. So we were talking about him yesterday. A good inclusion, but... That scoreline's a little worrying considering Australia all out for 177. India only lost one wicket and only 100 runs behind. Yeah, we're behind the eight ball. Yeah. Um, not, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too concerned mm. at, at this stage. I think the pitch is only going to get worse yep. from here on. So a 100-run lead, who knows? That could be great, mm. um, I, I think. It's a new day. You know, wickets can tumble very quickly. We saw that uh, with uh, – I look back to that England-India uh, test match where, um, you know, England were able to bowl out uh, India cheaply. Mm. Get get those – I think it was one for 50-odd or something like that, and they bowled them out for 120. Mm. Um, so anything can happen in the subcontinent, especially in India. So, look, don't give up hope. Um, I, I do think India are definitely in the box seat, but you, you never know. You never know. Yeah, just a question on David Warner as well, and there's a text there as well. Um, do you think, do you see him getting dropped at all? Sadly, I don't think so. No. I, I think they're going to persist with him, and I, I think that's to the detriment of David Warner as well because you can't keep putting him out there. Mm. I, I'd give him the next test match. Yep. But if we don't see anything else, because that was a really bad look with the the stump cartwheeling behind him when he's playing a defense, uh, defensive strike mm. and he goes straight through him. Mm. Um, it, it was an absolute seed of a ball. I'll mm. give him that. But it's just not a good look. And aside from that one double ton that we saw, mm. really nothing else uh, for the last few years. Yeah, exactly. And if he hadn't scored that double ton, um, he probably would still be playing, but there would be much more pressure. That sort of relieved a lot of the pressure that was building on David Warner. The cricket will continue tonight or this afternoon on SEN, 2.30pm. Our coverage begins straight after Jimmy Smith with the afternoon show. Now, yesterday as well, not only did we have cricket, we had the start of the very exciting pre-season challenge where the Warriors, 48, defeated the West Tigers, 12. Now, I, I must admit, I didn't watch the whole match. I was flicking back and forth between that and the cricket, but I saw the vast majority it's very hard to read too much into trial form, but the Warriors look good. Metcalf looked good. Montoya looked good. The Tigers didn't look that good, but it has to be said a lot of their bigger players weren't playing. Um, what do you read into this? I I don't read too much into the, ti- into the Tigers because mm. I think they're just a crap team anyway. <laughs> um, Morning, Tigers fans. S- sorry, Tigers fans. Yep. Wake up and smell the coffee. Your team's bad. <laughs> um I, I I really like the Warriors. I think Metcalf mm. looked really great. He had a couple of kicks that weren't that great. Mm. Um, but for the most part, what, what you should look for in trial matches is the style of play. Mm. Sort of set players or, you know, players that are, you know, that are new to the team who are, you know, up and coming. And I think the Warriors looked 
really good. Mm. Uh, I I think that's sort of proved to me. I didn't have them as my wooden spoon. I know a lot of people do. Mm. I don't think they'll win the wooden spoon if if they play like that. Yeah. Um, at a consistent basis. I yeah. think the problem with the Warriors is that they start really great and they always kind of fall off towards later into the season. Mm. So there's that. Uh, I just think, man, that, that Tigers team is I, – I know, I know it wasn't any any players that are going to play anywhere near a first-grade side, but, man, it, it just looks – it's just a really bad look that they get pumped by it. The, the 15th-place team last mm. year when they finished 16th and give up 48 points. I think Montoya was great. Two tries in the in the first half. That second try he scored yeah. when he bashes over Charlie Staines. Yeah. Poor Charlie Staines, yeah. who I thought looked pretty good last night. Mm. Um, I think he's a really good acquisition for the Tigers, but he just got boiled over, and then Montoya slams the ball down with authority. Would you have Charlie Staines or Dane Laurie as your fullback if you were Tim Machines going into the NRL season? Good question. I'd have Charlie Staines. Yeah, uh, I love Charlie Stones. Yeah, I think Dane Laurie's a very good player, but yeah, I agree with you. I think. Serviceable player. Yeah, uh, but I, I'd go Stones for the Tigers last night. We mentioned a lot of their big names missing: no Abby Corusel, no David Clemmer, no Isaiah Papali, no John Bateman. There's also no Adam Dewey or Luke Brooks and a stack more. So you have to take that into account. Um, the one thing I said about the Warriors: Tamari Martin also uh, playing good footy. Uh, we talked about them the other day on the show, and I said that being back in New Zealand will help. Now, whether that will get them to the top eight and get them to be a finals team, we'll just have to wait and see. But we saw at the back of end, back end of last year, playing those three or four games in New Zealand, that they were much more competitive. Definitely it helps being back in New Zealand, playing all their home games over there. Yeah, definitely. And I think under a new coach as well, uh, with Andrew Webster, not to be confused with the Sydney Morning Herald's yes. Andrew Webster, uh, I think it will just bring a fresh voice. And, and I do agree that I think being back in New Zealand certainly helps. There's mm. no uncertainty about where they're playing, where they're staying, when they're coming back. Mm. They're back. They're back. Uh, they're back at Mount Smart Stadium. Um, so I, yeah, I foresee better things for the Warriors in 2023. And for a Thursday night as well, a decent-ish crowd there for a pre-season match, really. Um, yeah. Which uh, will continue this weekend. I'll go through all of that in a moment. I'll ask your thoughts on the Newcastle night shortly. However, what else has caught your eye in sport this weekend or this week? Oh, man. Uh, without an NFL action, uh, this week it's my focus has been on the NBA, and there are two things with the NBA. The first is LeBron yep. um, uh, scoring uh, or breaking the all-time points record. Mm. Congratulations, LeBron. Mm. Uh, an amazing record. Uh, it stood the test of time for 39 years. However, the Lakers still lost. Mm, they did. And, and, and I feel like that's been overshadowed, that they lost to a team in the OK, OKC Thunder who – a young team on the rise mm. uh, who are, are better than they have been in previous years, but that Lakers team is absolutely stacked mm. with Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook, who I know, has, has fallen off a little bit and he has since been traded, mm. uh, which I'll, I'll get to, mm. and uh, and LeBron as well. They should not be losing to the OKC, uh, irrespective of that. But congratulations um, to LeBron. The other thing that caught my eye yep. in terms of the NBA is uh, the trade deadline mm. uh, ends, I believe, today. And we've already seen some absolutely blockbuster trades. So I mentioned off the top, Russell Westbrook's been traded to the Utah Jazz. Um, Kevin Durant uh, has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. Mm. Uh, they're really stacking up that, <laughs> that, that Western <laughs> Conference as well. Um, and we saw um, Kyrie Irving play for the Dallas Mavericks. So that's really all about Everyone's shipping from the Eastern Conference because that's where all the best teams are at the moment. You've got uh, 
my my Boston Celtics. Mm. You've got the Philadelphia 76ers uh, as well. And the Milwaukee Bucks. The only team that's really doing anything in the West at the moment is the Denver Nuggets. So all those star players I just mentioned, they're all going to the West, mm. trying to compete there. So, yeah, I, 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 NBA Twitter went into meltdown uh, mm. yesterday afternoon, which was uh, amazing to see. But, yeah. Kevin Durant to the Suns was not on my bingo card to, to start 2023. And we're going to talk more basketball with Chris Perkins in America shortly. Uh, just before we get to your Newcastle Knights, you're invested in the Super Bowl, of course, on a Monday. Who is going to win? Who's your tip? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm in two predictions. Uh, yes. Who I want to win is the Philadelphia Eagles. And yep. I can't believe I'm saying that because I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl is between my two least favorite teams. Now, that's always annoying. Uh, which is yeah. annoying. But I, I want Philly to win because I, I like their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Um, I, they've been the best team all year. And, of course, the Jordan uh, Mylard connection. And yep. the Aaron Sipos connection, mm. the punter mm. who used to play for the St. Kilda Saints. Uh, who I think will win is the Kansas City Chiefs because they are – the Melbourne Storm of the NFL. All right. Let's see. Uh, well, it's only three weeks until we start your NRL tips for the uh, for the year. So let's hope you can kick things off on a more positive note uh, for you with the NFL, with the Super Bowl on Monday. Just before I let you go, uh, doing a team a day in terms of previewing the 2023 NRL season, it just happened to be your Newcastle Knights uh, today. Uh, their gains, some of their gains this year, Adam Elliott, Tyson Gamble, Jackson Hastings, I think, is a big one, and also Jack Hetherington. They haven't really lost anyone too big. Mitch Barnett is a good player. Your mate, Edric Glee, has left to join uh, the Dolphins, Anthony Milford as well. But I think their gains outweigh their losses. Uh, Kalen Ponga moving to 5'8". Lockie Miller, of course, which uh, only happened a couple of weeks ago, joined as well to play fullback. Are you expecting a better year from the Newcastle Knights? And will Adam O'Brien survive the season? Gee, <laughs> it, Silence. It, it, it's really tough to predict because the problem with the Newcastle Knights and knowing a lot of people from Newcastle like I do who mm. are close with some of the players, mm. it is all an attitude problem. Mm. That's the reason why we didn't do that great last year is because I think the players sort of checked out mm. and Adam O'Brien just hasn't been able to get, I guess, the team on the same page. Mm. I predict better things for the Newcastle Knights in, in okay. 2023. Yep. I think moving Ponga to six yep. is an amazing move. It's a master stroke. Mm. I think it's, it's going to be Darren Lockyer 2.0. And you can feel free to yeah, clip, sorry, sorry, Darren Lockyer. Okay, I'm writing that down. Yeah, yep. feel yep. feel okay. free to clip that. Uh, the reason why yep. I say it is because he's our best player by country mile. He yep. just needs to have the ball more in his hands. Okay, um, and I think that's great. I think Lockie Miller is a really good signing. He's I'm a good player. Re- I'm really excited to have him at fullback. I'm really excited for Jackson Hastings, who was easily the best player <laughs> in, yep. in that Tigers team last year. It was just a shining light uh, before he, before he went down injured. So I'm I'm really keen to see what happens. I think we'll be a lot better. Mm. I'm not going to say the the F word. I'm not going to say finals. Right, good. But uh, what Matty John said um, on uh, the the first episode of the roundup yep. uh, with with Matty White on Monday is that he reckons uh, mid table. Um, so it's sort of around that seven to twelve region, mm. and I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Just as long as there aren't any of those really crap performance we had in the middle of the year where we're giving up 50 points plus. Mm. Just to be – just to – I want a Newcastle side where you know exactly what you're going to get from them week in, week out. Mm. We haven't haven't had that for a while. Yeah, I was up in Newcastle. I watched the Roosters-Newcastle game. This was before the Roosters came good at the back end of last year, and they still put 
40 points on uh, the Newcastle Knights. They need to be better than that. We'll see. Uh, it all kicks off in a few weeks' time. Of course, the Knights in action tonight, actually, against the Sharks at 6 o'clock. So I'm sure you'll be watching that one. Yeah, probably will, actually. Good. I mean, there's not really much on. No, no, you'll be flicking between that and the cricket, I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Charlie. We'll speak to you next week. Thank you. Charlie, good, sir. He'll be back later on with the new and improved birthday game, and we'll have to wait and see if that sticks around uh, next week with Fossey and Brandy. No one really actually knows. Uh, it is 16 past five, 16 past four in Queensland. A couple of texts there. I'll get them in a second. Chris Perkins coming up from America after the break as well. Uh, just before that, uh, a lot of the show yesterday was dominated by this talk about the NRL and the RLPA and this deadline that the RLPA gave the NRL of 5pm yesterday. Well, if you tuned into that Tigers-Warriors game last night, you would have noticed nothing happened. Uh, however, uh, it has now been reported today in the Sydney Morning Herald that NRL plans will decide by lunchtime today whether to push ahead with plans to disrupt the new pre-season tournament should the NRL fail to deliver uh, on a set of demands. The NRL last night described talks with the Rugby League Players Association as positive, although the players have vowed to delay kickoff times, obscure the NRL logo on their jerseys, and boycott all media interviews if the governing body does not agree to the key conditions. The RLPA wants agreement on a salary cap for the women's game and immediate answers on how the NRLW will look, saying some players are still unsure about what clubs they will play for this year. The players were told yesterday that although the talks with the NRL had progressed well, the RLPA was not backing away from the threat of industrial action. Uh, Reid Barney uh, came out and said these things, there were things in place, but uh, that said if the NRL fell short of satisfying the RLPA's demands, the players would take action, which could include walking out. However, the Herald reports today that some senior players have already decided against taking strike action because of the expected backlash from supporters. Uh, not surprising, I wouldn't think. We'll see what happens over the course of the weekend and if there is any deal struck today before lunchtime. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Did you watch the cricket yesterday? Do you agree with Charlie, Dave Warner, uh, on thin ice? There's a couple of texts from him. And what about Travis Head about him? Uh, not from Dave Warner. What about Travis Head not being picked. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736. Did you watch the footy last night? Do you read much into either performance from either the Warriors or the Tigers? Or again, is it just a trial match? 1300 01 1170 and anything else in sport on your Friday morning? After this, we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins in America. It's 18 past five in New South Wales, 18 past four in Queensland. Yeah, anyone that calls the open line this morning as well between now and 6 or 5 in Queensland uh, wins a Makita prize pack. So feel free to call anytime, one 1170 regarding the cricket yesterday, the rugby league, the trial match or anything else in sport on your Friday morning. Bit of a free-for-all today. Uh, this from James on the text, 0457 736 736 saying in relation to David Warner, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dave Warner shouldn't have... His, should have, sorry, Harry, have his passport cancelled. Dave Warner should have his passport cancelled. Can't score off Australian soil. Uh, yeah, out for one yesterday and pressure just increasing on Dave Warner. We'll see if he'll be there in the next test. I imagine he will be, but still the selection or the non-selection of Travis Head is still a very strange run. Uh, let's cross to America now. A big weekend coming up. Chris Perkins is on the line. Morning to you, Chris. Hey, good morning. Yeah, uh, don't let David Warner get on the plane, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, no, no, not allowed to fly. He's allowed to fly within, according to our text to James, he's allowed to fly within Australia 
Um, but outside of Australia, whilst he's playing cricket, he's not allowed. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, that, that sucks. I mean, he's a home soil guy, I guess. I don't know. He just loves Australia so much. He does. He loves everything about Australia. Now, <laughs> uh, a big weekend coming up. We'll get to the Super Bowl in just a second. But just before that, before the break, we were talking to Charlie, uh, good sir, in the studio about the NBA. Uh, the Kevin Durant trade. What's your thoughts on this, Chris? Well, I for for anything to knock the Super Bowl off the front page of the sports news mm. with seventy seven hours to go to kickoff and counting, it better be a big story. Yeah, uh, it better be a big story. And Kevin Durant getting traded overnight, big story because I went to bed last night at midnight. Mm. Didn't see a thing about this. I wake up at five thirty this morning. Uh, jump on ESPN.com and Kevin Durant's picture is right there. Breaking news, sources, Kevin Durant traded to the Sun. I'm like, oh, my. That wasn't my exact response, but I can't repeat <laughs> my exact response on the public airwaves. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was a it was a, a, a shock, to say the least. And you want to talk about a, a team in the Phoenix Suns that is that is banking that is banking on winning a title this year. This is a go-for-it move because they're trading three players and three pretty solid players plus, in in the words of LeBron, not one, not two, not three, four mm. first-round draft picks. They're 23, 25, 27, and 29 first-round draft picks are going to Brooklyn in this trade for a 34-year-old mm. in, in Kevin Durant. This, this is a team that is making a move – to try to win now and, and they've got to get themselves out of that mix and in the middle of the Western conference, because there's three games separating fifth and 12th and, and the Suns are right in the mix. They're sitting sixth in the West right now. Uh, the uh, adding Durant, it, it's a nice move, but the, it is a high risk move. Mm. But the Suns, the Suns are kind of desperate. They they've had a couple of good shots at an NBA title the last couple of years, and remember, this is a franchise that's been in existence since 1967, zero titles. Yes, well, we'll have to see how that all plays out over the coming seasons. But, yes, very interesting. Charlie had a say on that as well. And I like how you kept your reaction as well very radio-friendly, Chris. So I appreciate that. Uh, I do my best. Every mic is a hot mic. I try to make sure I remember that. Correct, correct. Uh, The microphones are always on except when they're not. Now, um, Chris, the Super Bowl, it is only three days away, as you said, what, 77 or so hours away. We will have coverage here on SCN on Monday morning and also on this show as well. Uh, shortened show on Monday due to the English Premier League on air from 5.30 a.m. That's New South Wales time, 4.30 Queensland time. But we will get you on, Chris, because it will be Super Bowl day the next time we talk. Yes, Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Uh, Jared Waitley and the cast of thousands from mm. Phoenix. Uh, I, I did. Did SEN charter an, an A380 for for the whole crew? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm joking. No, well, who, who knows? <laughs> who, who, know, who, who knows? But no, they're doing a great job. They've been doing uh, for our Melbourne audience. Been doing a couple of shows out of there, and then yeah, in action on Monday. He's got a good job, Jared. He's doing the Super Bowl. Then he's off to India for the second test. Great life. Great life. 
he is racking up the frequent flyer miles. He it's is, a, yes. It's a good life to live. I am jealous. I am, I am completely jealous. Uh, but, no, Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 kicks off Sunday afternoon, Sunday mm. evening U.S. time. Um, Philly and Kansas City. Philly's a point-and-a-half favorite still. Uh, the teams were in practice yesterday. They're trying – they try to keep everything – Normal as possible, even though the the Chiefs are working out of Arizona State's facilities, and Eagles are working out of the Arizona Cardinals facilities uh, this week because they're away from home. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the hype machine is running. Uh, I'm still looking forward to an incredible game. The big question, as it has been, you know, the last three weeks, is Patrick Mahomes' ankle. How healthy is he? How mobile is he going to be? Is he going to be able to avoid this devastating uh, Philadelphia Eagles pass rush that has accounted for 70 sacks this year? Uh, think about this. An average game for the Philadelphia Eagles defense this year mm. was four sacks. Mm. That, that doesn't even add on the amount of pressure where they don't get the sack or where they force a turnover because uh, they've also got, 15, they got 17 interceptions and they forced 15 fumbles this year. Mm. This is a mean, nasty, ugly, want-to-beat-people-up defense, and you know, Philly's going to try to bring it Sunday uh, and just see how healthy that uh, right ankle of Patrick Mahomes is. Um, just quickly, Chris, uh, what is the, uh, what's the preparation for both of the teams over the weekend? Obviously, it's a Sunday night match uh, there, Monday morning here, but what will, what will the next 48, 72 hours entail? Uh, practice, meetings, the teams, the, the coaching staffs want to keep everything as normal as possible. Mm. They, they want to treat it like it's a normal week, like it's a, a random week eight game. Of course, you can't. You can't get away from all the hype, plus the fact that they're away from home. They're, they're practicing in an unfamiliar facility all week long. They're in a different city. They're in a hotel. And you've got the Super Bowl hype that's around you. You've got the media of the world. Mm, you know, with mm. their eyes on you. It, it, you just can't make it normal, but the coaches do try to keep it as normal as possible. So I'll have practice today, tomorrow, walk through on Saturday, and, you know, then, then Sunday night, get ready for the game and, and treat it like you're playing primetime Sunday night in week eight. All right, looking forward to it. It is all here on SEN on Monday. We will chat early hours Monday morning in about 72 hours, uh, Chris, when we're only about, what, yep. four or five hours away from the beginning of the game. Yep, uh, we, we will take you up to kickoff. Looking forward to that. Speak to you on Monday, Chris. Sounds good. Have a good day. Chris Perkins in America, and, yeah, he will chat with me on Monday ahead of the Super Bowl, uh, and we'll talk more about it on Monday with Chris. Uh, but... Uh, just the amount of people that will be out and about in Australia and Sydney and Queensland uh, on Monday morning into Monday afternoon watching the Super Bowl. I think I heard, uh, I think here actually might have been Maddie White talking about the fact that the Super Bowl actually, in terms of pubs and restaurants and clubs and places like that, does more money than the Melbourne Cup, which I'm astounded by. But also, in, in one way, I'm astounded. In one way, I'm not overly uh, surprised because it is a huge event, huge event. Uh, 0457 736 736 is the text number. Call the open line anytime. If you do, you get a Makita Price back. one 1170 Going to talk English Premier League in just a second with John Gallo. Uh, but your thoughts on the cricket? Travis Head not being selected. Australia all out for 177. In reply, India one for 77. It stumps on day one. In India, can Australia fight back? 
Or do you reckon India are going to win this test fairly easily? The Rugby League last night, the Warriors 48 over the West Tigers 12. Do you read much into that match? Um, and do you read, I mean, the Tigers were without a lot of their big name players. Do you read much into it? And at, were you impressed with the Warriors? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. This from Dan on the text line. Is Andrew McDonald the worst coach since Mickey Arthur and Homework Gate? Seriously, they won't drop Warner, even though the Sydney test should have been his last. His form has been horrendous. But like with Aaron Finch, nothing will change. Uh, Head should be vice-captain and can't for the life of me work out why he was dropped, especially when he can bowl spin. Uh, Yeah, I don't think anyone can work out why Travis Head was dropped, in particular as well, considering what a summer he had. A really, really good summer here in Australia. Very odd that he's not part of this first test in India. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. We'll take a break. We'll talk English Premier League after this. It is 27 minutes to 6 in New South Wales, 27 to 5 in Queensland. It is good to have your company, 0457 736 736, our text number, and you can call the open line anytime, 1300 01170. This from the Serbian Seagull. Surely Dave Warner has used his credit up. Of course, out for one yesterday, as we've mentioned. Good to see some normality still happening in the world. Aussies rubbish in India and the West Tigers are getting flocked to rugby league. Uh, that one from the Serbian Seagull. Thank you, Serbian Seagull. Yes, Warriors 48 over the Tigers 12. Just before we speak to John Gallo as well, just through the rest of the uh, weekend of uh, rugby league, the preseason challenge tonight, a couple of games. Uh, the Knights will take on the Sharks at 5.55. I don't know why it's not six, but anyway, 5.55. Uh, the Rabbitohs and Manly will be at 8 p.m. tonight. Then tomorrow, of course, we've got the All-Stars game, the women's game, then the men's game uh, kicking off around 1.30 and 3.45 respectively. Yes, so the one uh, 1.30 is the women's game and 3.45 uh, PM. This is all New South Wales time, uh, by the way, is uh, the men's game. And then back into the preseason challenge with two games tomorrow night. Panthers and the Eels from 6 p.m. The Dragons up against St. Helens, which will be an interesting watch uh, at 8.05 p.m. on tomorrow night. And then on Sunday, there is four games. Uh, Storm Roosters at 1.50. Raiders Bulldogs at 3.55. Cowboys Dolphins at 6 p.m. And we finish off with the Broncos and the Titans at 8.05 p.m. I think I saw the ladder earlier. The Warriors are first. Obviously, there's only been one game played. And with all the bonus points and everything uh, included into it, as I welcome uh, John Gallo to the show, who's going to talk EPL. I'm just trying to look it up here, but I'm pretty sure, John, uh, after one game, played. Yes, they're on 14 points. That's amazing. Uh, one game played, they lead the ladder with 14 points. Good morning to you, John. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, amazing start, Dan. I just uh, so over the moon, mate. I tell you, on a Friday, so over the moon. You could win it from here, surely. Uh, well, anyone can win the preseason challenge, of course, worth $100,000 as well. So it, it means a bit. I, I don't know how seriously a lot of the clubs are taking it. But anyway, uh, we'll wait and see. But we're not here to talk uh, rugby league. We are here to talk football, Jonathan. And there was a game yesterday that uh, we mentioned on breakfast, but sort of went a bit under the radar. Uh, Man United leads United to all. And, John, when we spoke the other morning, it was the morning, of course, with all the Man City drama. But on top of that, Leeds United had just sacked their manager and they respond with a two-all draw against Man uh, United. 
Yeah, brilliantly. A great, great response from Leeds United. Michael Skubala, the assistant coach, has now stepped in to do a job in less than a week's notice to try and get the team prepared as best he can to face none other, of course, than uh, the Man United, a, a really rampant Man United as well over recent months. They've really hit form under Ten Hag. The confidence is brewing at United at the moment. And uh, I think, to be honest, I think this is a bit of a slip-up for United. I think the way they were heading... Over the last four or five weeks, they played some really good, expansive football under Ten Hag. Um, and to go down you know, to, with a two-all draw, I think, with only one point, has now kind of uh, raised questions about their title credentials. Are they serious title contenders this year, or are they mm. just making up for lost time a little bit? But I think it's going to be interesting to see how, obviously, Leeds and I do go in the, in the managerial hunt in the meantime to try and find a new manager to, uh, to bring to Ellen Road. Um, I think that's going to be critical for them. The sooner they do that, the better, because they are hovering around relegation at the moment. Um, but I think for United, I know Casemiro in that midfield due to a three-match fan suspension. I think you could see without Casemiro, there was a little bit of a hole there, particularly from a defensive point of view. I think they really missed him in yesterday morning's game. But credit to Leeds, I think they probably felt it was three points dropped, actually, because they actually led 2-0 going in just after half-time and uh, mm. just dropped the bundle a little bit in the second half. And United came back to uh, two-all two all draw. So good result for Leeds United, a bit of a slip-up for Man United. And uh, would you believe it or not, these two teams yeah. play each other this weekend again. Oh, so, a... uh, yeah. Yes, your eyes won't be playing tricks on you this time, Dan. It's actually for real. I was about to uh, say there's something unique about this contest. Uh, we'll come back to that in a second. Yeah, that's that's quite unbelievable. We'll get back to that game or the uh, repeat of that game in a second. Let's just go through some of the other matches. No matches on today, uh, but tomorrow night, 11.30 p.m., West Ham up against Chelsea. Yes, the East London derby comes together and... This is going to be interesting because West Ham are just hovering above relegation literally by one point at the moment. So David Moyes will be a fairly uh, stressed individual to make sure they try and grab at least a point out of this game. I think given it's at London Stadium, West Ham are playing at home. It will be packed to the brim. I expect the West Ham supporters to really vocal uh, vocalise themselves in this game and try and get behind the side as much as they can. I hate to think if they don't walk out with at least a point in this game, the West Ham fans may start booing or chanting uh, David Moyes' name. Uh, but I think for Chelsea as well, they've, they've recruited heavily in the January transfer window. They've really bolstered their attacking options going forward. But I do think, given it's a London stadium, I think it might be a draw, actually. I think both these sides will walk out with a point. All right. Uh, just a quick tip in this one. Fulham or Nottingham Forest? Oh, big one. I'm going to go with Fulham. I think Marco Silva's playing wonderful football at the moment there. I think they're just brewing with confidence, Fulham. A 1-0 result. Uh, Leicester City will play Tottenham. This will be an interesting one, 2 a.m. Sunday morning. Yes, I'm not sure actually whether Conte will be right for this game either. I think he's still recovering from his surgery in hospital uh, last weekend. So, yeah, I think with Harry Kane firing at the moment, Song playing really well, Hoiberg in that midfield. I think Spurs are playing with a lot of confidence from their win against Man City last weekend. I think even though Leicester did very, very well on the weekend as well, I think Spurs might be just too good. All right, that will be a very interesting game. This one also very interesting. Arsenal, who lost last weekend, no one really expected them to against Everton. Here's another game they'll be expected to win against Brentford. Do you see them uh, returning to the form they've shown throughout most of the season? I do. I think they might sneak out with a 1-0 win. I think it'll be very close. The only thing I think that really favours Arsenal is is their form overall and the fact that Arteta will be out there to prove a point because a lot of people started questioning whether or not Arsenal have real title challenges this season since they slipped up against Everton. I think everyone generally thinks that Arsenal might keep slipping up from here on in, but 
Redfern are playing really good football. Um, I think along with, obviously, Eddie Howe at Newcastle and Mikel Atero last and I think Thomas Frank has been a, a really fantastic manager this season for Bedford. And uh, they've gone undefeated in the last five games. I think Arsenal might be too good, though, but it will be a big challenge, a big question mark over Arsenal and their title credentials going forward. Because after this game, Arsenal faced none other than Man City mm. during uh, next week on Thursday morning, I believe, Australian Eastern Standard Time. There you go, Dan. It and is. Uh, yes, I think I think uh, I think Arsenal might get a one-year result here. You are across everything, absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah. looking forward to discussing everything with you next weekend too. Uh, now, Crystal Palace, yeah. Brighton. Uh, your quick thoughts on this one. Uh, Crystal Palace and Brighton. Yeah. Yes, well, I yeah. think Brighton. <laughs> I'm across everything. Yeah. Yep, uh, yep. I think Brighton. I think Brighton might be uh, too good here. I think Palace mm. are just slipping up. Patrick Vieira is getting a lot of pressure at the moment from a lot of Palace fans. I think Brighton have been fantastic themselves. I think they're sitting in for sixth spot this uh, this Premier League season so far. So Roberto Deserve has been brilliant for them. I think one nil, two nil will be the result. Uh, Southampton up against Wolves. Uh, I'm going to go with Wolves. They've been brilliant. They absolutely wiped the floor with Liverpool last weekend, 3-0. Again, I think they'll be brewing with confidence. Uh, the manager there has got them playing some really good you know, possession-style football as well. Very impressed with the way they played against Liverpool last weekend. I think they'll be too good against the struggling Southampton. Sunday morning, 4.30, Bournemouth hosts Newcastle. You've got to go with Newcastle United. I think Eddie Howe's, what, 19, 20 games unbeaten, I heard the other day. I think along with Mikel Arteta this season, I think he's been one of the Premier League managers so far of the year because he's really galvanised this Newcastle side. I know they've got deep pockets, the owners, but uh, really at the moment, um, I think the way he's put this side together, got them playing some really good football and, and the real belief in, in what he's doing there. So I think you've got to back Newcastle United. Now, back to the twilight zone. Leeds United will play Man United Monday morning at 1am. This is going to be interesting because... Look, we see it occasionally, don't we, in the NRL? Well, we saw it last year, didn't we, when the Roosters played Souths in the last week of the competition and then played each other again the next week in the finals and we saw the results uh, reversed. This is in even a shorter period of time, what, three or four days. Uh, how do you see this one going, Leeds at Man United? I'm going to go with an upset here. I think Leeds United might get the, the win. I think the fact that they had a draw on the week, yeah, I think may play on Man United's minds a little bit. I think Ellen Road... Leeds will be really buzzing to you know back their their, their their now assistant manager, and I think they'll uh, you know really get the job done. I think it'll be tight, of course. I think it might be a two-one win uh, in favour of Leeds. Yes, uh, so we'll be back on again on uh, Monday. Yes, shock. yeah, exactly. Very well. We, yeah. I think it'll be an interesting match actually. Um, yeah. yeah, especially after just playing yesterday. Um, there's two matches left. We'll save the Liverpool-Everton game for Tuesday morning because that is Tuesday morning at 7am. We will speak on Tuesday morning before that. But what about the Man City-Aston Villa game? Monday morning, 3.30. You'll hear it here on SEN. Um, we know what's happened with Man City over the past 72 or so hours. Is that going to prove a major distraction for the players or do you expect them just to get on with it? I think it has to be a big distraction. I think it has to be because I'd imagine there would be, you know, investigators going through the club at the moment and, and going through trolling questions to the, obviously the board and the executives. And, and I, I'd imagine in some capacity, Pep Guardiola and the coaching staff will be questioned as well on, as to whether they had any prior knowledge what was going on inside the football club or not. Obviously, that would add weight evidence to, to the Premier League if they, if they had no knowledge of this or they did have some knowledge of it. Um, it'd be interesting to find out either way. I think from the City fans, they would want to know as well, for peace of mind. Um, so I, I think it has to be a huge distraction. There was images of Pep Guardiola the following morning when this news broke at the City training ground. And I have to say, 
He looked very dejected. He looked mm. very uh, out of it at the moment. He was just sitting down. He had his head in his arms a little bit. He wasn't really interested. It's not like Pep to be sitting down at a training pitch. He's normally up and about and really involved and vocal on the training ground. But he wasn't any of that that morning, obviously, as you can understand. So I think it's playing on their minds hugely. I think Pep, for him as well, it's playing on his mind because the one thing he wants to do is drag down his reputation if, mm. obviously, these allegations are proved true. So I think uh, at the moment, a lot of players are in a, in a crossroads as to where they go from here. I think I'm going to have to back Villa here. Ooh. I think it'd be a perfect time to play City at the moment. What's going on? I think Villa might get the result. All right. Well, we've got that recorded. We'll speak on Tuesday um, and we will see where that all landed. Just stay on the line as well in the break. I need to ask you one uh, question off air. But before uh, that, A-League, just before I let you go, John, A-League this weekend, tonight, Brisbane Royal up against the Central Coast Mariners. Uh, and then tomorrow, hosted games, Western United up against Adelaide United. The Sydney Derby, the Western Sydney Wanderers up against Sydney FC. That'll be a big match tomorrow night at 7.45. Uh, Perth Glory playing Melbourne City. The new cut. That's all Saturday. Then on Sunday, the Newcastle Jets up against Melbourne. Victory at three. And then MacArthur will take on Wellington Phoenix. Thank you, John. We will talk on Tuesday. Have a wonderful weekend. You too, mate. Talk soon. John Gallo talking all things football. Got a couple of texts there. I'll get to them after the break. 0457 736 736 or 1300 It's ten and a half to six in New South Wales. Ten and a half to five in Queensland. Our NBL last night, we saw the Taipans uh, go down to Jack Jumpers. It was the Jack Jumpers 87 over the Taipans 79. And also the Wildcats over the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Good game there. Wildcats 106 over the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix 99, which means uh, the Wildcats will now face uh, the Taipans on Sunday and the Breakers go up against the Jack Jumpers. That's also on Sunday. The Sydney Kings back in action on Wednesday as the finals here up in the NBL 0457 736 or 1-300-01-11-70. Uh, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. We we're talking about this with Chris Perkins and also Charlie Goodsir uh, earlier. Uh, happy uh, that they are both now gone. Uh, thank you. And this one from the Port Adelaide Dragon talking about the West Tigers last night who, as I mentioned, went down to the Warriors 48 points to 12. They were without a lot of their big-name players, so I don't know how much you read into it from a Tigers' point of view, but this from the Port Adelaide Dragon says, Daniel, good morning. As a Dragons fan, and I know it's only a trial, however, watching the dismal Tigers' performance gives me great comfort. Port Adelaide Dragon, well, yes, it, it probably would. It probably would, and the St. Georgie Lawara Dragons up in, uh, in action up against St. Helens tomorrow night, so looking forward to seeing how they play, and that'll be an interesting game. Breakfast coming up shortly after the news with Julian King and Chloe Amanda Bailey on the show today. Joe Healy live from America to preview the Super Bowl. And Ian Healy uh, will talk cricket. And, of course, don't forget for our listeners through Queensland, you'll get the first hour of Julian and Chloe and then Patton Heels for you from 6 a.m. local time. Thanks for your company today. On Monday, back with you for a shortened show at 5.30 a.m. straight after the EPL. We will talk to Chris Perkins and preview the Super Bowl. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll catch you Monday morning from 5.30 the news and then breakfast. I'll see you Monday.